0: Beverly Carter stripped out of her clothes and left them lying in the center of the bathroom floor. She tossed her phone onto the built-in vanity counter with a spinning clefunk. After hours of carefully straightening and tidying at the shop, the moment of self-indulgent messiness loosened the knot in her spine and completed the transition from work to home. Not that she didn't love her job. No, there was something magical about Celine's crystals and time. The hours flew by while she worked. They'd hired Bev to give the three business partners the liberty to go and come from Celine's to steward their other business interests around North Florida. After adjusting the temperature, she stepped in the glassed shower stall. Hot water coursed down her body in a wet caress. She lathered the poof with eucalyptus and mint soap, inhaling the sharp smell, then scrubbed her skin pink. She sighed, breathing in more of the tangy aroma swirling around her. Sufficiently scrubbed, she palmed a bead of shampoo to suds up her short hair, a quick scrub and a rinse, then she stretched, bracing her hands on the shower wall, and for one stolen moment, standing still, letting the water sluice over her. She hoped her next place covered the water bill as part of the rent, so she wouldn't have to be so frugal with her shower time. Ah well, shaking away the lastitude, Bev pushed the chrome shower button with her foot, then leaned over and twisted the handles to off. She grabbed the gray and cranberry-colored bath sheet hung over the door and wrapped it around her body. She moved by rote, dry, brushed teeth, combed through hair, moisturized, dressed in a polo shirt and shorts. There, same routine, different day, except the sloppiness of her clothes in the middle of the floor. She could leave them there all night, an inelegant rug to cover the hideous cream-colored linoleum floor. Beth knew she couldn't do it, even with the little voice in her head daring her to. With a huff and a groan at bending down for the billionth time of the day, she snatched them up and tossed them into the hamper in the corner. Wait. An odd thud pulled her after the clothes. She dug through until she came to her work apron. The weight seemed off. Had she left something in her pocket? She fished around in the black cloth and her fingers connected with cold stone. Damn it. A tingle shook the back of her knees at the discovery of the quartz necklace hidden in the folds of fabric. If she believed rumors, the stone had magical properties. Amethyst, historically the gem of love. Bev didn't go for jewelry much, yet the necklace was a lovely piece. The brass chain was delicate, yet substantial enough to support the polished oval slab of amethyst. The center pattern of flame captured her interest. She turned it in the light, "'watching how the pattern changed as the light reflected off the mirror and hit the bauble, "'A bauble that was supposed to be in a display case in the store, not her pocket. "'An important female customer, a lawyer in the area, had returned it that morning. "'The last thing Miss Catherine had said before she left with her business partners, "'Ethan and Caleb, rang in her ears. "'Be sure the stone gets returned to the jewelry display. "'Well, nothing to do but confess her mistake.' and make sure she got the piece put away in the morning. She regretted the missed opportunity to show her dependability, but Miss Catherine had no reason to doubt her integrity. She'd made an innocent mistake. Watching how her bosses interacted, Bev figured Catherine shared a personal intimacy with both men, the easy give and take they had between the three of them, not to mention the heated looks and stolen touching when they didn't think Bev noticed, told the story. She did wonder how they'd found their way to such an alternative relationship in such a small town, each to their own. Bev didn't want any part of any male concoction, much less two at once. She laughed to herself. Nope, she was a pussy-loving woman. Being lesbian in a conservative rural town was fraught with danger. The damage one homophobe could do to anyone, even appearing too different, was epic. From blacklisted to reputation destruction, and even violence. The news glossed over incidents of gays being severely beaten and sometimes killed. Her caution resulted in a lot of abstained impulses and masturbation. Not that she lived in fear, mind you, just very cautious. She liked small-town life and kept hoping she'd find the right girl, someone who might bolster her courage enough to come totally out and damn the consequences. In any event, "'Bev assured Miss Catherine she'd take care of the task, "'then promptly got distracted by the phone ringing.'